Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Mosaic Life Podcast is brought to you by the Mosaic Life Circle. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Or if this is your 45th time listening to the show, thank you so much for continuing to trust us with your time. We invite all everyone to join the circle head online to the mosaic life podcast.com and right there on the homepage, you'll see the option to join the circle being a part of the circle means you're the first to know about brand new episodes as they come out guest announcements as well as exclusive content on instagram and facebook and you'll be invited to take part in the contests we put on for those in the circle. Speaking of which, a big shout out goes to Miranda. She was the winner of our first Vibe box back in May. She received hers uh, last week, and she sent us a picture of her wearing her brand new Breathe About It t-shirt, as well as holding the books that Ernie and I sent her. So congrats to Miranda. Thank you all so, so much for listening. And don't forget to join the Mosaic Life Circle at themosaiclifepodcast.com. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. I cannot overstate how thankful I am to be in this position to serve so many people on a weekly basis. And uh, and and just seeing the people that have come this far with us, you know, we're over 40 episodes now, which is a big thing for us, almost a year into this endeavor. Uh, and, and then to see the people that are just coming in, just finding out about this and and uh, finding so much value. It's its so enlivening to me and to, to Trey and to our creative process to know that people, um, to, that people's lives are being changed by this. So I just want to thank you because if you weren't listening, if you weren't coming back and, and, and spending your time when you could be doing literally a million other things, um, if it weren't for that, we would have nothing to... Uh, to look forward to with this. So, so again, thank you for coming back or thank you for coming for the first time. Today, we have an incredible guest as always, but uh, this guy specifically has become a great friend of mine. We've met each other through a coach that helped both of us uh, powerfully and, uh, and grew our relationship since then. And most recently, he asked me to help him with a project in revamping his website, which which gave me a deeper look into this dude's life. And then after spending two, two and a half, three hours with him, learning about where he came from and how he got to where he was, I thought, dude, we've got to have you on the podcast. Uh, he had a business, his first successful business when he was 17. He used to get in trouble in school because he was on his phone running a business. Um, and he now has a six figure coaching business. If just take the business out of it, the dude is incredible. He's doing so much to, um, to, to live a, a deep fulfilled life and it goes far beyond business. And so does this conversation. So without further ado, I want you guys to spend the entire hour or hour and 15 minutes that we spent talking to Tiago Burr. And, and listen to it and see how it might impact your life. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Life is an art. Every moment, a picture painted in time. The color, texture, lighting, all context. The Mosaic Life vision is to cast a warm glow on your masterpiece, highlighting the struggle while showcasing the culmination of years of hard work. Join us for guided meditations, interviews with authors and leaders, and engaging conversation as we explore the depths of our consciousness. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mosaic Life Podcast. Uh, thank you again for taking time to, uh, to listen in, to give it a shot. If you are coming for the first time to listen um, and spending your time with us, Trey, how's it going? I'm doing very well, Ernie. Thank you for for joining me again. <laughs> yeah, man, we are we are in person finally. Oh my god, it's been so long. <laughs> you look beautiful, dude. Did you lose weight? You look fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. And with us today, guys, we have uh, a good friend of mine. Our relationship has grown quite a bit over the past few years. A coach, and uh, among many things, many titles that he's taken in his life, Tiago Burr. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're glad to have you, man. Uh, so, so Tiago asked me to help him with uh, with a project that he's working on, redesigning his website, and and we we did a little question and answer session. Actually, quite an extensive question and answer session um, to get different content for his 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 work and. 
um, through that conversation, I was just like, holy cow. You know, you can know somebody, you can meet them, and you can have several conversations with them. But until you ask those in-depth questions, you don't really get the perspective of their life that <clears throat> that really encompasses a lot of what made them who they are. So after we had that conversation, I thought, man, we really need to get Tiago on here. So so thank you for coming in, man, and, and we're excited to have this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to share. I mean, I, just to give a, a shout out, I was listening to one of your episodes earlier with Timothy Wenger, and it's so it's so useful. Like one thing that stood out to me is like how we build our lives around um, the perceptions of society. And that was like, that was this instant insight for me. And I'm glad to share anything that I know here to your audience and, and like spark these insights for themselves. That honestly, I, I'm still, every time I hear somebody say, Oh, I was listening to one of your episodes. That's, that gives me chills. I mean, that, the 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 goal that we set out to to accomplish at the beginning of this was to help others to 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 resonate with people so they want to enact change in their own lives and and just the the fact that you were able to listen to something that we created you know of course in in relation to and and thank you to Timothy for being a part of that but it, it's just it's it's it feels so good so I'm I'm so happy uh, that uh, that you're able to receive value from that awesome. Now, uh, Tiago, you're in Brazil, is that correct? Yes, I'm in the south of Brazil in an island called Florianópolis. That sounds better than Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's relative. pretty cool. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the ocean right now. It's a beautiful day. That's great. Yeah, let's, let's dive in, man. You know, there are several places that we could start, um, but... Tiago, you're you're in your your mid twenties now, correct? Yes, twenty seven. Twenty seven, and and how old were you when you started your first business? Seventeen, sixteen or seventeen? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to start there. I mean, maybe because chronologically it makes sense to start at the beginning and go to the end and and stop, as Shel Silverstein might say. Um, but but it still blows my mind, man, because this was something that you created while you were in high school. I know you told me uh, when we were talking at one point that you used to uh, run your business while in class and even get, get in trouble sometimes. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. curious to hear a little bit about, you know, where that came from at such a, a young age. Yeah. Um, so I think I've always had like the entrepreneurial bug in me. My parents were entrepreneurs um, and I just got started early and I remember I was in class. I had a social media uh, advertising company. Um, I focused in the health and fitness sector, specifically in Twitter in the United States. Um, and yeah, I did get in trouble with it a lot of times in school. Like I was on my phone tweeting. I remember sometimes I, I set an alarm at 3.30 in the morning to do retweets because of the time zone difference in the in the U.S. Um, but that was the start of it. That was the start that that just got me seeing this whole entrepreneurial world and this path that I'm on right now, which is basically to use business as a spiritual and personal growth practice, which mm. means like the ultimate practice. And and. That was a, it was a fun business. Taught me a lot of lessons. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to hear you say using business as a spiritual and personal growth. Um, uh, I can't remember the word now that you practice. used practice. Yes. Uh, because most people or when, when at least I remember myself looking out at having a business and, and just seeing dollar signs. Yeah. So, so was that just, was that something at 17 you, you were like, Oh, this is going to challenge me. Or is that something that you grew into this idea that, Oh, I could create a business, create money and in the process become this spiritually, you know, grounded person. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely grew into it. I mean, at the beginning, it was just for the fun of it. It was just fun creating stuff. And it was fun also, I think 
when I was little, I had this hurt inside myself where I wanted to prove myself a little bit. Mm. So I remember people telling me like, oh, this is, this is never going to work. Like you're tweeting and, and gathering followers. Like how, how is this going to work? And for the first six months, I didn't make a penny out of it. Um, and I had a lot of people that doubted it. And it was kind of like showing myself my own power. I think I, I read this. It, it's not a quote. I'm going to butcher it. But I think by Carl Jung, where you spent the first half of your life const constructing a healthy ego. And then the second half of your life deconstructing that ego. Mm, I love that. Um, and it was for me first constructing that ego, right? Showing myself I can do stuff that's hard. I can do things that... that um, People say I'm not going to be able to. Um, that was a big, a big part. You know, I, I want to touch on two specific things. You talk about spiritual growth and you also talk about social media and coming in. I don't know if I'd necessarily say the forefront, but at you 10 years ago, Twitter was still relatively young. And to anybody who's been on Twitter in the last four years, you know how toxic of, a, of, toxic of a place it can be. It can also be a great place, but I'm curious what growth you were able to experience specifically on either Twitter or any other similar platform, because there there is opportunity there to either grow or to regress, I think. So I'm curious what uh, lessons you learned. Yeah, um, to me, any social media platform is a tool and it's very, it depends how you use it, right? Mm -hmm. I definitely fall into the trap sometimes of now my social media um, platform of choice is Facebook. I don't identify with like Instagram doesn't, it, I've never liked it very much. But like once you get scrolling down the feed, I definitely get into comparison mode. I get right. into uh, thinking, oh, how people's lives are awesome and mine isn't, but I use it as a way to connect with people. It's such a phenomenal way to, to start an engagement and then go really deep with people. Um, so yeah, that's, I think it's a tool. You, you need to understand how to use it and it's definitely a learn, learning curve. Sure. I haven't mastered it yet. And it's a, a matter of perspective, too, when you talk about comparing yourself to others, where just, you know, five minutes ago, I did the same thing. You're talking about being in Brazil. We're talking about being in Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, it, not for an instant would I rather be in Brazil right now. It just sounds gorgeous. But I have to imagine, you know, it, it's relative. You know, these are the lives yeah. we live daily. And when we see other people who we perceive to have more than us, it just it, it can it can really bring us down if we let it. Yep, Definitely. So how do you stay grounded? Hmm, this is so interesting. I love that question. I was just having a, a conversation with a client just before our call. Nice. nice. And he had that same question. <laughs> and, and we realized that what keeps us from being grounded is the judgments that we hold from ourselves because judgments separate us from the now. Because whenever we're judging, we're like, I don't want to be in this place. I don't mm. want to be this person. I don't want to be in this relationship, this situation, in this business, whatever. Um, so what keeps me grounded actually is every morning I just sit down and see what judgments am I holding about myself? What judgments am I either holding about myself, about others, about clients, about situations? And just forgive myself for those judgments. That gets me super present. Mm. That gets me like instantly now because then I start realizing, oh, it's all it's all made up, right? All my judgments are made up. They're not true. Um, and that gets me super right now, mm. right here in the moment. Yeah. So, so when you say that, you you sit down in the morning and you and you look at the judgments you have, you. This is, this is literally you are, you are saying from 6.30 to 7 or whatever, I'm sitting here at this spot at my desk or in this window or on my balcony, and I'm going to just go through, you know, how does that process work for you? What, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, 
So wake up, I go downstairs. I don't have a set time, right? Um, I'm, I'm a person that knows to be very strict and rigid. So I allow some fluidity. Sometimes only one judgment comes up and I do that. And sometimes more come up and I stay more time with it. But I do that um, at Ho'oponopono practice mm. of going within myself, seeing the judgments and going like, I'm sorry that I'm holding this judgment. Thank you for allowing me to see what I have to clean inside me. Um, please forgive me for having holding for uh, creating this in my life by the energy of the judgment that I hold about it. And then finally, I love you. I love myself or I love others. Mm. Mm. And just see like little things that come up because they're the things that, that I feel keep us stuck in, in life and in business. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an extremely powerful practice. I, I, I can't say that I've done that in regard to, judgments, but I, I do it quite often in regard to stress and anxiety. If I catch myself being anxious or stressed out about something, I will I will consciously run down the checklist in my mind to say, hey, what is it that we're stressed out about right now? Oh, is it that, you know, website that you owe the client tomorrow, but you're not done with it yet? There's not really a real reason to be stressed out about it yet. So just give yourself a break and consciously acknowledging what it is that is bothering me and realizing that it's not nearly as bad as it, I'm making it out to be in, in my, my, in the essence of myself. It just, it, it's, it's so relieving uh, to, to do that practice. Yeah. Cause I, like I have this fundamental belief um, and this is also my path and what I help my clients do, I think life can be fun, it can be easy, it can be highly profitable. But we get in our own way, right? We get in our own way with our thinking. Um, we get in our own way. Just as an example, to, to get this from the, the concept level to the, to the practical level. Um, I've always had this idea, I wanted to grow my business by being on podcasts as a writer, I'm doing this right now. And I had this judgment, man, I don't think this is going to work. Like this, this, what if it doesn't work? Well, I'm already getting myself in the way. It could be super successful. It could be like one of the best things that, that I've ever done for my business and for my life. Um, so I just forgave myself for that judgment and said, I'm going to test it. I'm going to experiment with it. I'm going to try it out. And that time of implementation of new things that you that you can do in your business, it shortens um, the cycle very much. Yeah, I love it. Can you can you jump into that, Tiago? Because we'll we'll take a big leap from 17 years old to to now what you're doing, and and we can always revisit the in between because I know there's a quite there's quite a bit there. But but what is it that yeah. you that you do for for people? So I'm a coach. And I help entrepreneurs, visionaries, leaders create a, a business in life that's, as I said, like easy, fun, and profitable. Um, people that want to make a, an impact, right? People that are really, I, I love helping people that just want to do good in the world. And they want also to do good in the world not only by the activities of their business, but who they're being while they run their business. Um, to me, it, it doesn't really matter like if you build 500 schools around the world, but you're having a miserable experience of life. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I help people connect into that, into this being mode. Um, because from that, when they're, being this loving version, this powerful version of themselves, then business and life becomes simple, um, easy, and profitable and fun. So, what's that look like? An entrepreneur comes to you and 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 says he wants help. What does uh, what's that what's that process look like? What's that that growth practice look like on on both of your ends? Yeah, let me see if I can, because it's it's always a little bit difficult to explain the work 
I think it's easier to bring um, an example. I have, let's say I've had a client and he was an architect and he builds these big uh, complexes, these big storage buildings. Um, and he did one where it was, I'm going to talk in meters, not in feet. Sure. I don't know how much it is in feet. <laughs> Unacceptable. A meter, three feet is what usually a meter. So it was, he was building this big complex. It was 120,000 um, feet. Uh, square feet, and he said, oh, I'm just going to give $1 um, um, discount for every uh, for every square feet. It was I'm going to keep it in square meters. That's so I'm fine. just going to give a dollar discount for every square meter um, just because of the financial situation that Brazil is in. And I was like, wait. So if you give a dollar discount, that's $40,000 less that you're earning. She says, yeah. Where have you got the information that Brazil is in a financially bad situation? Oh, the news and the government and the media and everything. I said, well, yeah, that may be true. But are you open to it not being true? So like, what do you mean? I said, Propose your original offer to your client without that discount and see if that person is in. And he did. And the client said, I'm in, paid in full. So just that little shift of questioning the, the truths that you hold inside yourself allowed him to make 40000 more. And it's those little things, that, those questioning, those little things that we just assume are how life is. I think that's the biggest, the biggest part in, in how I run my business and how I run my life, honestly. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that practice <laughs> for sure from, I mean, I, I learned it through, um, you know, Byron Katie's for, for questions, the work the, as she calls it, this idea yeah. of questioning that, that something is true. And, and we, and it just like naturally happens in our mind. Oh, this, this pops in. Well, they said this thing because they think this other thing. And, and then it just becomes a truth for us. And then everything that we believe about that person is, is you know, um, revolves around this truth or, or everything we believe about what's possible for ourselves revolves around this truth. And, and by going through that type of process, um, I can personally say um, it, it's it's completely shifted every part of my relationship with my kids, with my wife and allowed me to make more money than I've ever made. Uh, so, so I can only imagine the type of uh, impact you're having on the, the many different people you work with. Yeah. And as I know you are, and you like, you're a testament to this, right? You do this day inner work within yourself from all the conversations that I've had. Um, with you, we've known each other for what, three years now? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you're always going deep and I love that. And you're always dismantling these truths that are, that are imposed. Love that. I appreciate it, man. Honestly, that's why I chose him as a podcast partner. Cause because he, yeah. he, he, I mean, honestly, then the, the best compliment I can pay you is that you really dig into some of these motivations and, and why they make certain decisions and how they feel about them. And then that's, that's, that forces me to be the best version of myself. And I, I, we go back and forth on this all the time, but I, I truly appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we are all in, in the, I imagine, and, and Tiago, you can speak to this yourself, but, but surrounding ourselves with, with people that are in that place that we um, are in and, or, or moving towards the place that we want to be or are in that place that we want to be and, and just creating this environment around us that, that, uh, that feeds, you know, that what we're, we're looking to create. So yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You actually, Tiago, that's funny that now that this, this is coming up, you actually host, um, and like an entrepreneurial dinner, a regular dinner meetup, right? Yes. Yes. I do once a month. Tell me more about that. That's, that's, uh, I, I am curious 
the, the parallels that I, I just read a book called Never Read Alone and Ernie and I were literally just oh, talking about funny. this yeah. off of uh, <laughs> off air. Yeah. But one of his, you know, nice. core facets of building a strong network is he love or he being Keith Frazzi loves hosting dinner parties because it allows him to build and, and strengthen his network. So I'm, I'm curious your motivations for, for hosting dinners and how, how they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there's so much to go deep into this. Um, I, I love Keith Ferrazzi and it all started when I started feeling lonely, right? I, I, 2019 was one of the hardest years of my life. And I, I've, I run a men's group and one of them, one of the participants there, he told me like, you know what, it, it feels you're feeling lonely. And that word just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, that's exactly it. And I found that I was not having the human connections and the relationships that I wanted. And that's one aspect of it, right? That's the outside aspect and the other inside aspect of loneliness is like fear and disconnected within yourself. Um, but I have been working on that and I wanted to build more relationships because there is this one quote from Jason Gaynard. He has this book called Mastermind Dinners and it's like um, the best capital you can have is relational capital. The best investment you can make is on people, right? And I just love people and I love connecting with people um, because like the, my, the best moments that I have in life is just hanging out with awesome people. And I decided like, I'm going to start creating that here. I'm going to start curating a, a group of people with a few qualities that I admire, right? They have to be giving, um, they have to be open, um, they have to be fun as well, not just talk about business, right? It's, it's an entrepreneur dinner, but we talk about everything in life. Um, and I've been running that. I think we're on our fifth edition. We for, unfortunately did only one um, physical face-to-face -face meeting because then sure. coronavirus hit and now it's all Zoom. Um, <laughs> but soon we want to get back to to dinners and and not only dinners do things that are exciting right i have one friend a member there he said man we have these sand dunes in this island one thing that i found that's amazing it's like when the sun hits the dunes it gets really warm and in the night it gets really cold so we we dig up holes in the sand we bury ourselves in the sand so it gets really warm and cozy <laughs> and we just have like a picnic there. I was oh, like, fuck nice. yeah, I, I love that. Sorry if I'm, I don't no, know if I'm allowed to it. curse. You're good, but... you're good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, those <laughs> things, right? Just having memorable, memorable experiences with people you love. Um, I think it's such a... Like a few of my best friends, they're all around the world because they came from the times that I used to backpack around the world. Like we have so many intense experiences. It just bonds us forever. And I have friends that keep visiting me in Brazil and they're from, from Spain, from Israel, from France, from whatever place in the world. Um, Cause it's so important, right? Community is such an important thing. I think there was a study in, in, in a Ted talk I think it's the longest study on happiness. And the number one factor that determined people's happiness was the warmth of their close relationships. Um, and I feel in a world today, it's kind of easy to get connected through Facebook or whatever and just send a message, but to sit down, invite somebody to your home, have dinner, go on a hike or something, it's getting rarer. Yeah. Um, that's also like a part of my business. Whenever we start, I start work with clients, they fly into Brazil because I need to meet them face to face, right? I need to, to have this close connection to people. It's, it's something that really feeds me. I love that. And I, you know, I, I'm sure we could talk about this for the next three days, but I, I want yeah. to, <laughs> I, I want 
you, I want to give you the opportunity to, to dig into your travels around the world because you, you started your first business, you sold it, and then you used that money to backpack around the world. And I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure there are just the pages and pages of, of stories you could tell, but what, what were some of the most amazing things you learned just to, uh, seeing other cultures, seeing how people live, seeing the struggles they go through? Just what, what did you experience with that? Yeah. To me, travel is one of the best investments you can make. Like, I have this vision in my life to live in a different country between three and six months every year. Uh, two years ago, it was a month Indonesia. Last year, it was two months Europe and a little bit of the United States. This year, we wanted to go to the north of Brazil because we don't know much, but our plans got um, a little postponed because of the the, the virus. Um, but I think some of the best memories that I have is just when people are traveling, they're so like full in love with everything and they're so curious about life. Right? They have such like, oh, let's explore this little alley. Let's explore this street. Let's go to this restaurant, let's have this experience. Um, and this just created amazing memories with people. Um, yeah. I love that. You know, something that's coming up for me as I feel like we could have, you know, we could record an episode on you talking about business and we can record an episode also of you talking about the things that you've done and are currently doing that have nothing to do with business. And there's this pervasive thought that I even have trouble shaking. Like when people say it to me, it still kind of rings true. And, and, and it's this idea that if you're, if you're starting a business or, or building something that you have to be, you know, a hundred and 10% focused on that thing and that there's a lot of sacrifice in your life if you're going to make that thing successful. But but I don't necessarily and maybe that's that maybe that's true for you, but I don't necessarily hear that. I hear that there's there's this strong balance and I'm just wondering if you could speak to that. Yeah. Is it allowed to curse all the time? Oh yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Be who you are. Yeah, Fuck man. no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> oh. I was, um, I, I, I grew my coaching business to six figures and then I wanted to grow it to seven figures. It just sounded like fancy in the next step, right? Right now it's not my goal anymore. But um, at the time I, I said, okay, if I want to do that, let me just learn from people who have done it. And I started interviewing seven figure coaches and started having conversations with them to say, hey, what's different, right? Like, what's different to a six-figure business? Like, what have you shifted? What do I need to learn? Um, what skills do I need to, to create? What beliefs do I need to let go that got me to the six-figure point, but, it's, but are hindering me from the next, from the next uh, um, step in evolution? And one of them, she said... You know, it's very, very hard. And I immediately was like, nope, <laughs> I don't believe that. Mm. I, I'm not going to tolerate and I'm not going to accept that. Because if I say, oh, okay, it's, it's very, very hard. I'm going to create a reality for myself. Right. And I'm going to create this business, but it's going to be very hard. Um, so no, I believe. And it's... My core belief is actually that growing your business should become even more easy and even more fun and even more aligned. And I think that's harder than growing a business the hard way because it requires a lot of deep inner work. It requires a lot of questioning yourself, doing things that you're scared, like sometimes facing your, your dark inner shit as well. Mm. Um, but it's definitely possible. It's definitely 
um, possible. So no, I don't subscribe at all to to the that horror because I don't want it hard, right? I'm if I if I'm honest with myself, I'm a little bit lazy. Mm. Like I'm, I enjoy things being easy. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I feel also there's a lot of, as I said, there's some judgment that I need to clean up on that. Um, like being lazy, something wrong. No, it's just being efficient, right? An entrepreneur, laziness equals efficientness. <laughs> so you, I just want to remind you, we're recording this podcast and, and you're, you're being recorded saying that biz, building a business can be easy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you I mean, can, you can <laughs> post it on every social media <laughs> and I stand behind that. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to hear that. I agree. Yeah, so many, so many of us uh, start something and have no idea where to look, and then we stumble into, uh, you know, certain lines of thinking. And 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 if we subscribe to the first or second thought, you know, that comes through from a certain teacher or or mentor, uh, it could be detrimental. And so, for people listening, I hope that really rings as a possibility. Yeah, and. I, I want to be fully transparent here. I was, as I was talking with, with Ernie and Trey before. I don't want to give the perception that everything is like rainbows and unicorns. Mm, right. That everything is easy, and business flows a hundred percent of the time, and I have a stream of clients flowing in. And no, I mean it's. There are parts in my business and in my life that are hard, that I haven't figured out, um, that I am uh, struggling with, right? And I think it's all, they're always going to, they're always going to be, they're always going to be. And it's part of the journey, right? It's not judging these parts as something wrong. It's just, okay, if it's, if it's hard, if it's not flowing, what needs to shift here? Is it any behavior that needs to shift? Is it any way of operating, any way of beingness that needs to shift? But I just want to be full transparent. Like it, it's not fairy wonderland over here. Mm, yeah. You know, I agree with you. Um, but I, I can say, and I've said in this podcast before, the worst day of being an entrepreneur is better than my best day of working for somebody else. And I know that's not the case for everybody, but for me, becoming self-employed was the single best decision I ever made for myself. And I, I, I want to look back for a moment, but you're absolutely right. You know, the, you are responsible for every facet of your business from invoicing to developing business to doing the actual grunt work. I mean, it is a lot of work and you're absolutely right. It's not all rainbows and, and butterflies and, and all of that. But, um, you, you put in the work, you create those systems and processes to make it easy, to make it efficient. And you're going to, you're going to be thankful for that, that, that you made those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I do want to shift a little bit. Um, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit briefly beforehand and, uh, we, we mentioned, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to dig right into it. You had mentioned that, uh, one of the biggest hurdles you've overcome in your life was your, uh, and I, 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 I can never pronounce this word, your Vipassana retreat. And I just, I wanted to talk to you more yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, it's a Vipassana retreat. Vipassana, okay. Um, Vipassana is essentially a, a form of meditation. And a Vipassana retreat is a 10-day silent meditation retreat. You wake up at think, 4 or 15 or something, um, and you meditate around 9 or 10 hours a day for 10, uh, for 10 days. And you have like zero contact with other people. Uh, you're in a group with more people, right? But you're instructed not to communicate with them, any sign language, look down. Like you're you're in this alone. Um, and it was by far the hardest thing I've done in my life. I, I say that like I came into it a boy and I left being a man. Because first, I had an extreme feeling of loneliness there where 
I didn't have anybody to call and tell about my troubles, right? And to ask for support. Um, I had to figure it out on my own. And that was super difficult. And the second thing is, I thought I had somewhat of a dominion or control over my mind. And I had a somewhat like healthy mind state. And as I got there, I saw like, that's completely bullshit. <laughs> my mind super controlled me. And, and my thoughts were going on a million miles an hour. And it was, it was uncomfortable, right? Sitting for 10 hours a day in meditation, like your back hurts. I had my knees got swollen up. Uh, my hips hurt. And, and I had like all different thoughts. I remember this one time I had a thought of like, dude, there's these parks in the parking lot, these cars in the parking lot. What if I went to one of them, got the wiring out and just cut the wiring and started and perhaps started a fire in the cars? Um, <laughs> then they would have to cancel the retreat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's at that level that, that, that I was. I'm sorry to laugh because I mean that, but it's kind of comical looking back at it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And I was like, oh my God, like this is so hard, right? But you um, were having that as a rational th thought, you know, in this moment of trying to get to think of ways to get out or maybe not rational, but a, a thought of, you know, down the thinking of I got to get out of this. It's so tough. Yeah, because being super present is sometimes really tough and we want to get all these distractions. That's why there's so much distraction with like social media, YouTube, porn and all of that. Like I had so many sexual thoughts during Vipassana because it's a really strong, potent, powerful thought that right. keeps you out from the present moment. Um, um but I, I got through that and I think the best, it was one of the best things that I've done and also one of the hardest because it was super hard, but I did it. I finished it, right? And it it's so healthy for yourself to set out something that's very hard to do yeah. and then complete it. Mm. Yeah. The same thing with my with my first social media business, right? It was difficult. Nobody believed in it. it was it was something that was in um utopia, but I did it. And that's why I'm I'm like I'm, I'm proud of that. And that's also why I'm proud of this Vipassana. Um it, it's an experience. Like if somebody's considering doing this. I'm not going to say to do it or don't do it. I mean, everybody has their own um, time right. to do it, but it's intense. I can say that. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you made a very profound statement for me that I'm, I'm really curious if you could articulate a little bit more on what you meant. You said you went into it as a boy and came out as a man. What was different? I think one part is that doing the hard stuff because yeah. as I said, right, I believe that business in life can be easy. There's also a dark side in that. And the dark side is whenever something is not easy, I bail. Mm. Whenever something is difficult, I want you back out. Um, and while building a life and business that is easy, it also serves up until a point. If you go too much to the extreme, it's actually detrimental. So to me, the Vipassana was hard and I've done it. So it counterbalanced that, that easiness that I always wanted to build in life. Mm. And the second thing is I feel as a man, one of the most powerful Mm, I don't know if it, it's a skill and Ernie, you can definitely talk about this because you've done like that embodied leadership uh, uh, training, 
I think one of the best skills is presence. It's, it's almost like being this immovable rock with all the chaos going around you. Um, and Vipassana definitely helps you create that skill because in there, the main teaching is everything, the law of impermanence, everything is impermanent. Your joy is impermanent. Your pain is impermanent. Your pleasant feelings are impermanent. Your unpleasant feelings are impermanent. And just building this state of equanimity towards it, of knowing that everything will pass. Because if we only want to go towards the pleasant feelings, that's also a trap, right? Because whenever you're not feeling a pleasant feeling, you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I wish I was in a different place. So you don't get present again. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of unpleasant feelings, a theme that has come up a couple of times as part of this conversation is the loneliness. Um, you mentioned that in your, in your, during your retreat, and you also noticed that uh, some of your men's group had, had pointed it out about how they were feeling you felt. And, uh, um, you know, aside from the dinners, I'm, I'm curious how you coped with that, how you ch created change in your life to make it so you weren't feeling those things anymore. And also, you know, what practical advice you may have for people who are, especially this year when people have been sequestered mm. to their own homes, you know, how people can find that, I use companionship in, uh, very loosely, but to find that sense of community, that sense of belonging when they are f as far away as they've ever been from, you know, the people they care about. Yeah. I think the first step to recognize is that it's it's a hard time right now, right? And we have these means of connecting via Zoom or any uh, uh, um, virtual meeting platform, but it's also not the same thing as one-on-one -on -one, face to face, right. right? And right now, we do have to hold back on that. I mean, I was in the beginning when the coronavirus was starting, I was like, ah, this is just sensationalism. Um, this is just people handling out of fear. But right now, I think, no, there's a, a sense of like so, uh, social responsibility towards it. Sure. Um, but while that's not happening, I think if you're alone at home, just cultivating a lot of closeness within you and there's an excellent TED, uh, it's not a TED talk, but it's a, it's an hour long presentation about loneliness by Teal Swan. Um, she's very good at this. And one of the things that I did to become more close to myself and not feel this loneliness is just forgive the pieces that I had within myself that I was judging and reclaiming them, like doing the things that I was kind of ashamed of of speaking out loud or thinking and of doing it and just assuming it as part of myself and living it out. Um, that could be something as simple as like, um, let me think one thing, uh, one thing that super happened to me when I was a kid, I always loved to play games. I love playing games. And when I got an, as a, as an adult, there was this judgment of like, ah, only kids play games, right? I, I need to run my business. I need to be responsible. But I got that piece back to me and I said, no, I really enjoy playing games. Like, I really love it. It's a place to get creativity flowing, to just be, to just have fun about life. Yeah. Um, and then now I started, um, I'm part of a community. We're, I think, six friends and we gather once a month to play that role play, that RPG Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. We get to play that um, once a month, right? So I, I, I got back that piece within myself that I was judging and said, no, I really stand for that. I really believe in that. And, and I'm doing that right now. Plus, you have the added bonus of being with six people right now. So that also helps for the loneliness. That's great. You know, Tiago, another topic that comes up in my mind that I really want to share with our listeners and I want to trade it here especially uh, we talked about 
your adventure uh, into saying yes to whatever came your way. So if anyone's ever seen the movie Yes Man, essentially you had your own little experiment in your life where you did that for a certain period of time. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I can. And by the way, just want to say that I'm loving these questions where we go a little bit deeper. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I essentially, I, I saw that Yes Man movie with, um, what's his name? Jim Carrey. Was it Jim Carrey? Yeah. 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 With Jim Carrey. And it's based on a book actually. And then I read the book and I was like, this sounds fun and a little bit dangerous (laughs) Um, (laughs) and a little bit dangerous. And I said, you know what? I'm going to test this out to see what it, what it does. And I did it for 30 days. I said it only to one friend and I said, look, you can't abuse this. I'm just going to tell you this because I want, um, somebody to know, right. If, if right. eventually I get in trouble or something, <laughs> but you can't abuse this. Um, hey, Tiago, do you want to rob a just, bank with us? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was crazy. And it's, this, it's from the smallest things, right. Can you take the trash out? Yes. To mid things like, Oh, do you want to, to hang out or let's go to to bar? Or there's this, festival happening or do you want to help me in this project to even the big things and i'm gonna get to the big things in a while um it started it opened me up like the more you say yes the more opportunities come to your life i started getting inundated with requests of friends to do things, hang out. Also, like, uh, I think at that time I didn't have my business yet. It was when I was in school. Um, but it just opened up to life. And people love that because, man, don't you love that friend that is always up to, to things, right? Mm, that yeah. you, you invite him to something and he's like, yep, I'm, I'm going to be there. It's, it's a fun person to be around. Um, and it started evolving into that. And then I went to, I even like one person, I posted this in a forum and I got a, a question there like, will you donate your kidney? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I, I hope it didn't get you that, but whatever. <laughs> That's it. That's life, right? And I don't know if I hundred percent would have gone with through that, but I called out the hospital, the, the kidney donation center. Sure. Uh, and asked like, what's the process for donating a kidney? And, <laughs> and they said like, you can't just donate a kidney. It has to be somebody in your family that has an existing, uh, demand for a kidney. There you go. And yeah. then you can donate it. We don't have like a kidney bank <laughs> i was like oh, okay thank you that was the best answer you uh, i have received the whole week <laughs> um yeah, yeah i don't know if i would have gone through with that but i called them um and i think that the main lesson from that was just being more open to life yeah. right exploring paths that may seem they won't bring you to your desired results but just being open to life love it man i do too and what uh what was that book called it's i think it's the yes man um okay. and i'm only but cur- i'm not 100 sure i can i can research it i'm, I'm curious because this could be a huge the, like the biggest fucking coincidence that we've ever had on this podcast but rick clemens his life-changing book was a year of saying yes. So I'm, I was just curious if that was the same book or not. I, I don't remember. It's been like, I don't know, 15 or 12 years since I've read it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was curious about that, but, but it's, it, but it could be, it yeah. could be. It's a very interesting exercise. Mm-hmm. We get so, yeah, I, at least I personally get so torn between, you know, 
this choice or that choice or doing something or staying in and not doing it. If you, if you eliminate the, the element of choice, you, you open yourself up to so many new opportunities that you may not have, um, generally. And that's, it's a, it's a cool experiment. Yeah. 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 I was talking with Ernie about this. Like when Ernie interviewed me for that, for the website, he asked like, what are some of the best books you've read? And one of them is the untethered soul by Michael Singer. And I think the premise of the book is just not being so attached to your preferences. Yeah. And I feel that if we only do the things that like we want to do, it almost comes from this desire to control life. I'm going to do these exact steps and these exact actions because I want this exact result in my life. And I want to kind of like control life in this manner so that when I have this desire to control life, then I'm going to be happy. That's not at all how life works. Right. Right. That's not at all. And I'm, I fall into that trap constantly of trying to control um, the results that I want to have. But it kind of, it's almost as if life is like a, a garden hose and, and the water that flows out is just the spirit of life. And when you want to control it, you step on the hose hmm. and you stop this flow. And I think it's a balance, right? You control a little bit. There is an element of like, oh, I want this. I want to create in this direction. So I'm going to take these actions, but also being open to surprises, being right. open to what if this direction that you're in, what if you went through a totally opposite direction or something completely different and it was much, much better than you anticipated? Yeah. You know, that's a very interesting way to look at failure as well. Um, I'll speak for myself in that I, I've dealt with, uh, with it a lot, especially over the last couple of years, only to realize once removed how much of a, a blessing those failures were, how much I learned and how much better off I am now that I'm, I'm working for myself or I did this or that. And uh, the, the, the pain that I experienced was just a, a, a conduit for me to learn and become a better person. Um, so I, I, I yeah. cert that certainly resonates with me. Well, Tiago, um, Ernie and I both truly appreciate your time. And, you know, one thing we've mentioned a handful of great books so far, uh, today, but one thing that, uh, we love asking before wrapping up is, if you could name just one book that you can credit with changing your life, um, what would that book be for you? Without a doubt, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never 100%. read him before, and I, I'm curious if you can just, you know, tell us what that book meant to you. Yeah. Um, so if you've never read it, I recommend listening to it because it's Eckhart himself speaking and I've read that book many times heard that book many times I never really listened for the content right I listen for who he is being while he speaks what he says and what really resonated with me the most I had a an a bliss experience where I stayed for like six months in like in trance almost in total bliss, hundred percent present. Um, it was just this truth that everything that you create in your mind and your life is made up. The only thing that really matters is right now. And not right now as a concept in space and time, but it's almost like that space before thought, that space before time, that space before anything. 
where it's just like this total consciousness, this total awareness. Because if you really connect to that, and you can be a million dollars in debt, you can have a failing marriage, you can have a, uh, you can be in a cell, in prison. And you can be one of the most blissful people ever. I think that really points to that direction. It points to that truth that you are okay, right? You're a hundred. You're a hundred percent okay in this present moment. So I always get. I always get back to that whenever I feel. I get out of my center. I just go back to this truth. I just go back to this present moment. So that's the book I would recommend. Man, I think I could, I could listen to you talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. thoughtful, and I, I think it's the, the Brazilian accent that helps. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we usually end with that question, um, but something else uh, is still on my mind, and I just want to see if you have uh, some insight to, to glean on it. You know, I, we didn't get to touch on a lot of it in this conversation, the amount of um, work you've done personally uh, to get where you are, whether it's you know spiritually, mentally, or in your business. Um, and, you've, and you've worked with a lot of engaging leaders, a lot of powerful people in the world. And yeah. I imagine the people that are listening to this podcast in particular and podcasts like it are, are out there doing the same thing, looking for the, the right people to bring into their life so that they can, you know, get their next big insight. And I'm curious, do you, how do you feel into who you choose to, to bring into your life in terms of uh, in, in mentorship or, or leadership in your life, somebody who you can look up to and, and somebody that can guide you? How do you choose somebody there or a program yeah. or a specific realm? There is, so there are a couple of factors here. I always look, I, I try to always go to the best, right? I try to, almost like invest the amount I don't have, right? If I find somebody that can super help me and it's much more expensive than I would have thought, uh, I get resourceful about it because I think it just saves years of learning and, and it's it's um, such a potential, um, has a much higher potential of growth. But I think while that's one aspect, the other aspect is it's almost like an intuitive feeling because there is a talk by Frank Kern. He's a well-known marketer. Um, I don't agree with much of he says, but that talk is amazing. And he's, it's his core influence talk where something is going to feel a little bit off. Something, something energetically is going to feel a little bit off. Like you're, you're in the, I don't know, you're hearing a presentation and somebody's saying all these amazing things, but you're like, nah, something doesn't feel quite right. It's because they're not aligned. So I try to find people that are kind of like walking the talk, right? They're aligned with what they're doing, um, with what they're saying. So I always look for people, how, I, how are they behind the scenes? How do they treat people in their close proximity? How do they treat their spouse? How do they treat their, their pets, their dog or their cat? Because that reveals a lot, right? Um, as I was interviewing one of my clients, I said, like, why did you hire me? And he said, it was by, because who you were being while we were having the conversations. So I always look for that. Yeah, that's solid, man. Thank you for that. Thank you. And yeah. thank you for taking the time to come on, man. This has Truly. been an incredible conversation, and I can't wait to share this with people. Now, Tiago, this was amazing. 
if people want to learn more about you, work with you, uh, just find you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they can go to two places. They can either go to Facebook and find my name, Tiago Burr, um, or go to my website, tiagoburr.com. That's T-I-A-G-O-B-U-H-R.com. That's the two places. And my website is still being, I don't know when you when you're going to air this, maybe it's still being overhauled, but if not, I'll be ready then. Beautiful. Well, it truly, it was a, a pleasure talking with you. I'm, I'm so excited to have met you. And um, if there's ever anything that we can do uh, for you, uh, please let us know. And uh, I think uh, probably in the next two weeks, Ernie and I will be in Brazil just to hang out. So, <laughs> to come awesome. to your dinner parties. <laughs> Come on now, man. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for creating this space. Thank you for what you're doing for, for your audience. You're creating super valuable uh, conversations. I appreciate that. It's truly our yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tiago. I want to give another huge thank you to Tiago for joining us. Please make sure you check out the show notes for this episode. Tiago mentioned a few videos uh, during the episode, and I've, I've included those in the show notes. They are fantastic and inspirational videos. I would especially recommend checking out the TED Talk, uh, The Longest Study on Happiness, and the books that he provided as well are amazing resources for how you can maintain presence in your life and also how you can shape your own happiness. And of course, make sure you connect with Tiago via Facebook and on his website, tiagobird.com. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please join the circle. Head online to the mosaiclifepodcast.com so you can be notified when new episodes come out as well as when we are releasing exclusive content for those of you in the circle. And if you got value out of this podcast, we would highly, highly appreciate it if you left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long, long way in helping others find out about us and uh, helps us attract more and more inspirational guests. And then if you're so inclined, if right now you're flicking through your phone and you happen to find yourself on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow us on Instagram at One Mosaic Life and then on Facebook, The Mosaic Life Podcast. Thank you all again so, so much. We hope you had a wonderful and safe 4th of July weekend and we'll be back soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.